uh, please uh, introduce yourself and uh, the students and what school you are coming from. Little background. Yeah, my name is Max Anderson, and I'm a and worker. We're teaching at Cristo Bay St. Martin, College Prep in Waukegan. And we have a group of, I think, 15 of our seniors. We're taking, uh, so I teach theology and we're learning more about different world religious traditions. Mm -hmm. So, opportunity for them to learn my experience. Thanks for having Thank you so much. Welcome. So, everybody. I know maybe you have so many questions to ask, and after this, um, after you know this session over, you can come to me and personally you can ask questions if you have any. And also during this session, also you can ask questions. And so I know you are studying uh, different world religions, um, so maybe you will learn a couple of religions already. Uh, now you are here today to learn about the Buddhist religion. So first we have to understand uh, Buddha's teaching is not a religion at all. <laughs> so, but uh, 2600 years later after his death, he became uh, uh, one of the major religions in the world. So that religion, we call the Buddhist religion, Buddha didn't make. So people made that religion. So. Buddhism originated in India and after that is moved to the, so many different countries. Now uh, Buddhism all over the world and Buddhism in Sri Lanka where I'm coming from, uh, Thailand, China, Japan, Korea, uh, so many Eastern countries. Now in the United States we have Buddhism here. So now you know the Buddha's message spread out all over the world. So when you uh, learn Buddha's teaching, we have to understand two things, Buddhist religion and Buddhist teachings. Buddhist religion and teaching, uh, we can see all the times together, sometimes very difficult to separate. So, uh, now we recognize uh, different ism, Buddhism, Judaism, Hinduism, and I believe all the ism creating some problems in the world. That's what happened with the ism. So, personally I don't like to call myself and you know, the Buddhism because when we call Buddhism, Buddhism also creating some problems. So, it doesn't matter any isms and bring some issues and problems. So, when you talk about isms, always uh, it brings rituals and it has dogmas and some belief system. So, when you go to the ori original Buddhist teaching, what Buddha said, come and see. That was his message, come and see. But most of religions in the world always telling us, come and believe. So that is the difference of the Buddha's teaching. So now you can pick whatever you like, so come and see or come and believe. So I personally believe, you know, the when somebody asks me to come and believe, I don't like it. That means I don't have freedom, I don't have opportunity to ask questions, it's perfectly sad. So when we say come and see, you always you can ask questions. So now here, I never ask you to, you know, the come and believe. So in the beginning, first thing I ask, you know, you can have thousands of questions if you have. If I know the answer, I will give it. If I don't, I will say I don't know. So, 
when we talk about uh, the religions, those are the issues happening in the world. So, I call it the Buddha Dharma or Buddha Dhamma or Pali or Sanskrit word we use or Buddha's teachings. You know, Buddha's teaching is not an ism for how he described it, way of life. It is lifestyle. So, I uh, remember one young man came to me and he said, I really like the Buddhist path, I want to follow it, but my grandmother, she doesn't like it. So, when, every time when I talk about it, my grandmother, and so then she said, oh, you are evil now. You are going to hell. So, you know, you are going to leave our family, uh, what is a family tradition. Or, you, know, you know, the grandmother, her age, she's 80 years old, she start to complain. So then this young man came to me and said, you know, I don't know. I said, stop talking to the grandmother about your practice. <laughs> and that's the best thing, because she cannot understand. So then he said, no, I always, I, you know, whatever I feel inside me, I want to tell my mom, I want to tell my dad, I want to tell my grandmother. So then I said, stop complaining then. So now after you are having, you know, the discussion with people, so those are the issues you are having. So then you have to learn how to handle with those people. So then he asked, how I'm going to handle it? So I said, next time when you go to grandmother, if you talk to her, and because they are, you know, the... Catholic, I think, or Christian, I don't know. And so then uh, tell her, I'm a Catholic Buddhist. Right? Then grandmother right away said, oh, that sounds better. (laughs) (laughs) So the good thing about this Buddhist path, always you can do whatever you want to do. Right? If you want to call yourself Buddhist, that's fine. If you don't want to call yourself Buddhist, that's fine either. So when you come to Buddhist path, Always you are trying to find happiness and joy and balance in your life. After that, it doesn't matter what you call yourself. So I'm always asking people, now you can see all, you know, the religious background of the old church, it still exists. Because we don't have any problem with any religion. Now Jesus exists here, Buddha exists here. So anybody who wants to practice, you know, the Buddha's teaching, they can practice. Still they have feeling about the Jesus too. So why we always respecting to all the religions? Uh, we always respecting to all the religious leaders and spiritual leaders. We don't have any problem with that. So when you practice what Buddha said, only purpose, he said, my only purpose to teach you how to make your life happy and peaceful. That's it. After you learn this, you can go to your church and practice that. So many people last 11 years who came to Blue Lotus Temple, Every day I reminded them, you come here to find your happiness and peace. After that, if you want to go to your church and practice yourself there, that's totally fine with me. Because I love to see more people here, and same time I want to respect what you are believing, what you are practicing, your religious background, your faith, and so it's totally up to you. So when you practice what Buddha said, if you see something beautiful, you can apply to your daily life. Now we did meditation. What we did during the meditation, we, we practice loving-kindness. We practice loving-kindness for ourselves, we can practice loving-kindness for other people. After that we focus on the breath. Anybody can tell us, we practice another religion? We didn't practice a religion at all. So focusing on your breath is practicing a religion? No, that's your life. 
So, so what you did focusing on your breath, you didn't practice a religion at all, you focus on your life. So breath means life. We call the prana in the you know, Hindu or yoga tradition. Prana means life-giving breath. So when you come to the temple or Buddhist path, what we are doing, we are not practicing another religion or changing something else, and we are changing our inner self. So we practice to change ourselves. If you have any distraction, if you have any difficulties, if you have problem with anger, if you have any disturbing emotions, what we are doing, practicing what Buddha said, we are taking care of that. So, <clears throat> sometimes people think we are practicing Buddhism. So, sometimes I making jokes with the people, no, we are not practicing Buddhism, we are practicing Breathism. Or we are practicing, uh, we are, I'm a Breathist monk or something like that. So our main goal and bring our uh, breath to the present moment and see the connection with our uh, relationship with our emotions and our feelings and our sensations. That's what we are doing, practicing Buddha's teaching um, and practicing meditation. So other beauty of this Buddhist teachings, um, it doesn't have a shape. I always telling people Buddha's teaching like water. It doesn't have a shape. The water doesn't have a shape. Always we measure water, glass of water, bottle of water, right? That's how we measure water. Water always freely flow all over the world. That's what Buddha said. My teaching is free, is freely flow all over the world. So after water put into the glass or bottle, we call glass of water, bottle of water. After you drink water using a bottle, you can do two things. You can say, I love my bottle, which I use. I never throw them out. I keep collecting all the bottles I'm drinking <laughs> and using. I love them. So another person may think, oh, I use this bottle, it's helped me so much. Um, I quench my thirst. Now I'm leaving this bottle. Where do you keep the bottle? Huh? Recycling bin. So maybe you can put it. That's the best place to put, right? You put it in the recycling bin and you walk away. Other person think, no, I'm collecting my bottle. Now I have thousands of bottles. Now after collecting this bottle, I'm going to make a museum name of my, my name. <laughs> right? So maybe you can think like that. Then there's some other problems will come. Right? So, what Buddha suggested, my teaching like water. The tradition or cultures is like a bottle. Now, so many people worrying about the bottle, not the content. Right? They are so worrying about the container more than the content. So, when you are attaching to the container, then you having all the attachment and problems and issues it doesn't matter, maybe you can attach to the Buddha, maybe you can attach to your country, you can attach to yourself, you can attach to your family. Whatever attachment, if you bring it to your life as a concept or a person, always bring you uh, some pain and difficulties and problems. So what Buddha suggested, keep my teaching free, then anybody can use it. Now Buddhism moved to the different countries. Now we call the Sri Lankan Buddhism, we call the Chinese Buddhism, we call the Korean Buddhism, now we call American Buddhism. There is no such. 
So why we use those names and the labels for convenience? Now here, when whatever I practice, you know, it's happened so many times to me because my students, my friends, now all over the world because I'm coming from a very strong Buddhist background. So now I'm living here in the United States, the way my lifestyle is different now because according to your culture, because I'm not in Sri Lanka, because I'm living totally different modern world now, because whatever I practice, when I was a monk in Sri Lanka, I cannot follow it here, 100%, right? Because the, your tradition, your backgrounds are different, the way you eat, your, you know, the food habits are different, your weather, your climate is different. So I had to adjust accordingly. So it's very interesting, last week something happened. So all these people, now I have over 3,000 people on my Facebook page, they are keep, you know, the checking where I'm at, what I'm doing, all the pictures and things, keep checking and make the comments, right? So, sometimes, you know, the, some Eastern Buddhist people, it's so difficult what they see on my Facebook. They think, you know, that's not good for a Buddhist monk, you are sitting very close to a woman, and almost they are touching you, and so, more than they are looking at the beauty, sometimes they are really looking all those things is very close mind because they are so conditioned to that. That is the ism. That is the ism. So then I was thinking one person make the comment about it and then, then I was thinking all those pictures, so many beautiful things what I did, traveling and what I did and people talking and learning and practicing, he never look at those beautiful things. Only thing he just saw something is not right according to his conditioned mind. So then I realized I don't want to make any comments about it. So then he has to find out his salvation and his happiness, whatever happened. So then he said, please take out this picture. I didn't. <laughs> and so, so if he's dealing with that, that's his problem. That's not my problem, right? So my intention is good. So now you can understand, so when Buddhist teaching or other teachings, you know, the other religion go to the different countries, always mix with their own culture and uh, all uh, their customs. So, but we have to be mindful what is the most important thing. So we have to respect to any tradition or any cultures, any countries, we have to respect that. So we have to respect to the Buddhist traditions you know, the maybe Sri Lankan Buddhist tradition or, you know, the Chinese Buddhist tradition, whatever Buddhist tradition we have to uh, uh, respect. Now, when people go to Sri Lanka with me every year, first advice I am giving them, don't hug me. <laughs> right? You know, don't hug me, don't touch me when you are in Sri Lanka. <laughs> right? Just leave me alone. <laughs> because, you know, the day, how they see me is a totally different story. So, but if somebody come here, if they want to give me a hug, so it's not a big deal for me. I just respect because that's your culture, that's how you respect, that's how you show your love and gratitude and concern and caring, that's how you do that. So, I'm respecting to the each culture, I'm so much respecting to my culture where I grow and as a Buddhist monk and they did something wonderful and same time I'm respecting to what you are doing here. So that's the beauty of the Buddhist teaching. So if we make a some totally different container for you know the Buddhist teaching, in, you know the 2600 years ago, Buddha did that. This is the only container. Buddhist teaching never spread all over the world. 
why it is totally closed. So why now Buddhist teaching here in this country? Because the way Buddha set up that teaching freely flowing to the whole world, whole world. So today these young um, beautiful people who came from the school, I'm so grateful. Now you can study Buddhism as a religion, no problem. Because we have cultures, we have dogmas, we have beliefs and rituals and everything. Understand that part. And same time, if you want to bring something beautiful to your everyday life, you can bring that part too. And take whatever you want, leave the rest. Right? So why we never ask, or Buddha never ask you to come and believe anything. Only thing Buddha asks, come and see. So that is the nature of the Buddhist teaching. Right? So any question, now you can bring the question. And also these all other people, they are very experienced with the Buddhist meditation practice. They are scholars. Right? So you can ask all the questions from them and they will give really good answers. Okay, now time to ask questions. <clears throat> okay, don't be shy. Right. Okay, any question, anything? Yes. So this is a former Unitarian church. Uh, so it's 105 years old, and so it was there. So I'm respecting to the Jesus. So that's why we left him. You know, it's beautiful, right? So just respecting the religion. And Jesus is a wonderful person. He's a great teacher. I can learn a lot from him. <laughs> Right, so that's good. Good question. Anything else? Other people? Oh, yes. Um, what do you think is the biggest challenge for someone who's beginning meditation? Biggest challenge? Yeah, the biggest challenge for someone who wants to begin focusing on their breath. Mm -hmm. Expectations. Yeah. <laughs> that's the biggest challenge. So when people come to meditation, they have uh, the big expectation so I'm going to be happy I'm going to be peaceful my mind going to be quiet it is not <laughs> and so when people come with these goals and expectations so you feel you are sitting in a hell <laughs> and it's a difficult place Oh, meditation doesn't work so those are the biggest challenge people have so I'm always suggesting people when they come to meditation don't set a goal just come the problem here in this society, we are so goal-oriented and detail-oriented. So always you want to find out all the information, what is the exactly way, what will happen, and after meditating, what will happen. Sometimes people come to me and after meditation, Bhante, I did you know, the one-hour meditation, do you know where I am at? <laughs> so that's how people want to know. How, I am, how do I know where are you at? Right? Even I don't know where I am at. And so, <laughs> so, you know, this is your, your own research, self-discovery. Uh, so when you come to meditation as a beginner, you have to surrender. Just sit and see what is happening. So one day somebody new came to meditation and he said, Oh, I cannot meditate. I asked, why? My mind is wandering. It's crazy. I never seen like that before. Now I said, now you're really sure you have a mind. <laughs> now today you saw you have a mind. Now little by little we can work on it. Now he's doing really good. He never left. So take a small steps and this is a process. It is not a one day or one night thing. 
it's a lifetime process. <laughs> so those are the biggest challenge people having because they have idea I want to control my mind, which we cannot. So but we can observe our mind practicing meditation. So yes, any other questions? Okay. Yes. I cannot hear. Can you explain Nirvana? Nirvana. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You've been there, right? <laughs> right. So first I had to go there. <laughs> so, but I can give you a little, you know, the idea about Nirvana. So when you meditate, when you meditate, truly you are go within. When you see that, you feel some happiness. More than happiness, I can say the contentment, right, inside you. Then you feel happy inside. There is no distraction and no difficulties. So that is the beginning of enlightenment. That is the beginning of enlightenment. So another simple way, word we can say, the contentment, right? So when you continue this journey again and again, practicing, keep doing, keep doing, our happiness, our contentment is become permanent. Right? In the beginning when we experience, do the meditation, it is not permanent, always it is come and go. Now think about, for example, now you are here at the temple, you meditated, you feel calm and peaceful. Right? After you go somewhere outside, something happened and distracting, it is really annoying. <laughs> so what will happen to your enlightenment? Or you know, whatever you experience being at the temple, it's totally gone. So that is the nature, it's come and go. But when you do your meditation practice, you are keep doing it, then you are building confidence about your practice. Then you are sure what you are doing, your path, your journey. Right? So, then when you continue that path and again and again and again, little by little, day by day, you are eliminating your distractions, your difficulties. So, one day you totally eliminate those distractions, then you say, I am completely enlightened. So that's the best way I can describe for your age. But if somebody asks me, like a very, you know, the scholar, maybe I will do something different. <laughs> so that is enough for you right now. <laughs> so anything else? Any question? Yes. Do you think God is an important part in ending suffering? I can hear. Do you think God is an important part in ending suffering or reaching nirvana? Uh, so again, I cannot say anything about God, you know, there is a very controversial subject and so because I go to the different um, uh, places to talk about and so one day again I went to a school and so they said, um, the teacher gave me some guidelines, uh, guidelines. it's a Bible Baptist uh, school, right? So then they invited me to talk to the children about um, uh, Buddhist religion or whatever and so I accepted, then the guidelines they gave it to me, don't talk about the God or no God, right? Don't talk about the Buddha or your religion, and just, you know, then, then I was thinking, what he asking me to talk then, right? So then he gave me like, you know, the five, six guidelines, anyway, I know what to do. <laughs> so I accepted, I accepted, I said, okay, I, now I'm there. So then, you know, the number one, he said, don't say there is no God, because he knows we are not believing God, right? So I was sitting there, I just gave a little introduction, I saw one hand is you know, up, right? Young man, 
First question he asked, Do you believe in God? <laughs> That's what he asked. Now I was looking at the teacher. Teacher sitting in front of me. I was looking at him now. Then he, he doesn't know what he has to say now. Now he's looking at me. Now I, you know, I'm in trouble. And I, <laughs> I have to figure out myself. Then I, you know, thanks, you know, the universe, you know, they gave me some wisdom. I said, yes, I do. But truly I don't, <laughs> right? And so then I had to figure out how to explain to this kid. Then I said, yes, I believe in God. Then the teacher was so happy because I said, yes, I do believe. Then I explained, maybe the way you believe and the way I believe is totally different, right? I believe God within me. Right? So then I explain when practicing meditation, I find my God within me. Then I can see the beauty of the God inside me. And so maybe the way you believe is totally different. So, but it is okay, I am respecting. So it's how you understand that concept. How you understand that concept. Some places I go, people ask me, do you believe in God? I right away, I say no. <laughs> so my answers always, you know, the relevant, you know, the different communities and different places. So it depends how you understand it. So you know, the understanding the God concept different way, you can eliminate your difficulties and your pains if you want. It's totally up to you. Or somebody think, you know, that just believing God, you know, just believing it, everything is happening in my life. Personally, I don't believe it. Right? Just praying to the God and you know, don't get offended to anybody, just praying to the God every day and so my suffering is eliminate. It is very easy, it is work, but so far it doesn't work for me. Right? So maybe the God coming is a different ways, but we don't understand, we don't see it. Because we just believing, just praying to the God, everything come to us. If it, it is not. There's a funny story. <clears throat> one day one man is praying to the God. And so then he was believing always God will come and save him, right? Then one day he had the flood, right? Now he's sitting there and praying to the God, please come and, you know, the rescue me. And so he doesn't go anywhere. So just sitting, now flood is keep coming, then all the villagers ask, let's go, you know, you are going to kill yourself. Then he said, no, I'm praying to the God every day, I trust, I have so much trust for him. And people try to rescue him, then they said, no. Then the rescue team came, right? Then he said, no, God will come and take me. <laughs> and so finally boat came, right? He said, no, go, uh, you know, the God will come and take me. Finally helicopter came. He said, he just rejected. Now he died and he born somewhere else. Then God appeared in front of him. Then he started to blame to the God. I don't have any trust for you anymore because I every day I am praying for you. You didn't listen to me, you didn't help me, you didn't rescue me. Then I said, foolish man, <laughs> uh, once I send you a boat, you didn't get into the boat. Again I send you, last minute I send you a helicopter, you didn't get to the helicopter, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so then uh, reading that story, I, I feel so good. So maybe the God exists. God sent us, you know, the message in many different ways. But we have to be smart to how to get it, how to get it. If you stay close, then we don't see even the God. So you have to try to get some help from the God. That's what I am believing. <laughs> Thank you. Any, anything else? One more question.
Yes. Um, does 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 one need to be enlightened to to find balance in his or her own life? Uh, no need to, right? So it is a process. Okay, that's the last goal. You know, the, you know, the, according to the Buddhist teaching, that's the ultimate, you know, the happiness. So, when you start to practice meditation, ask these people, how do you feel now? You feel a little balance in your life? Huh? Yeah, they feel a little bit. You know, that, that's wonderful. Otherwise, why some people are practicing 11 years here? <coughs> Maybe they are addicted to this? I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, John, how you, why you are doing it? Because another young man, He's practicing meditation. Why? You, how do you find balance? You I find it through um, just sort of being out with my breath. And there's so many times where uh, you know we forget, we get so uh, engulfed by our situation around us, um, you know, caught up in sort of the, the sort of the idea that I was um, just got just sucked into a stressful situation or. Um, not balancing work in my, my life, my spiritual life. I come from a Christian background too, and I find that uh, um, meditation is probably closer to uh, Jesus' teachings um, and uh, just closer to myself. So it's brought up very special. You know, That's good. So keep doing the meditation practice. <laughs> so then you will feel the balance. You know, there is no, you know, the balanced, right? So just balancing. <laughs> So, anything? Okay, good. So, after this session, you know, you can sit with me and you can ask, you know, if, if you have any more questions. So, we are ready to answer your question. And also, today we have our couple of Buddha youths. And please come. And they have some message for us tonight.